BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Hope everyone is doing as well as possible out there. Mm. It's been a crazy week, to Mm -hmm. say the least. Today, we are going to focus solely on the Supreme Court. For being geriatrics, they certainly did quite a bit. (laughs) And much like old people behind the wheel, the majority of what they did was cause chaos. (laughs) We're going to discuss it. We have Miranda. Miranda writes, Uh. oh, unlike uh, the character from Sex and the City, Right. I'm more of a Samantha. Yes, indeed. The Supreme Court's a little bit more of a Samantha in that it's a slut to all uh, big religious archetypes and entities that have bought the seats (laughs) that they are currently sitting Mm -hmm. on in Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. Of course, no longer an independent judiciary in many ways. Guns! We'll discuss that, and we'll also discuss prayer. But before all of that, of course, we will discuss the landmark decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, sending the abortion debate to the states, of course, many of which have trigger laws, which have then already made abortion illegal in said states. I believe that's around 23 states states right now. And of course, that number will only uh, rise as um, it uh, as it continues to go through the state houses that are run by Republicans all across this country. That is why one of the most important things that is never discussed, local elections, all politics are yes. local. This mm-hmm. needs to be a reminder that we can create change. You just have to sometimes sit in a stuffy ass room and hang out with a bunch of people that have crusty cum on their pants <laughs> in order to make the change that we need to see. Under Barack Obama, the Republicans gained 1,000 state house seats. It wow. got a little bit of press, but not wow. really. But that is so much more powerful in many ways than even people who sit in uh, the federal offices, whether it be the Senate or the House of Representatives. So please, God, stay active. This is not a time to um, go into the cavernous tomb of sadness. Mm -mm. This is the time to come out and fight. And by fight, I mean proactively run for office and make the world what you want it to be. And that's exactly how you do it. But before we really get into this conversation, we're just going to take a deep breath. Mm. After I say hail yourself, we're just going to do it. Okay, hail yourself. (sighs) Okay. 
I hope everyone was able to do that with us. And now <laughs> let's discuss what's going on in this country. A six to three decision made by Supreme Court justices who all said that Roe was established law. They, mm -hmm. they all said that Roe was something that they would not overturn, and they did not believe that was within their power to overturn the precedent that was Roe v. Wade. However, something changed. Mm. Oh. Perhaps uh, perhaps they got a little intoxicated in the old Scotus shower room oh, wow. as they were slapping butts <laughs> and decided to change their minds. But let's play what the politicians, and I'm going to say politicians purposely here, mm. politicians slash justices mm. said when they were being uh, nominated for the Supreme Court. This is them in front of the Senate. And uh, you can just hear them with your own ears saying something and doing something totally freaking different, which is why, again, the American people are so freaking livid. Let's listen to what they said in a different time. Do I have this day an opinion, a personal opinion, on the outcome in Roe versus Wade? And my answer to you is that I do not. But do you think there is as fundamental a concern uh, as legitimacy of the court uh, would be involved if Roe were to be overturned? Well, Mr. Chairman, I think that there, the legitimacy of the court would be undermined in any case if the court made a decision based on its perception of public opinion. So a good judge will consider it as precedent of the United States Supreme Court worthy as treatment of precedent like any other. Senator, I um, said that it's settled as a precedent of the Supreme Court entitled to respect under principles of stare decisis. And one of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times over the past uh, 45 years. As Richard Fallon from Harvard said, Roe is not a super precedent because calls for its overruling have never ceased, but that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. It just means that it doesn't fall on the small handful of cases like Marbury versus Madison and Brown versus the board that no one questions anymore. So what we have here, as we've been talking about on past episodes, with only 20 percent of the American people having any trust in government whatsoever, <sighs> what we have here is another reason why that trust is being eroded. If we can't trust the Supreme Court justices, I believe well under oath or at the very least speaking to the Senate, a.k.a. speaking to the American people, mm -hmm. if we can't trust them when they say something is established precedent, then our entire institutions, every institution is going to fail. And I think that's one of the larger issues. Obviously, there's so many issues, but one of the larger blanket issues is how is this country going to survive if we don't trust People, at the very least, telling us what they think and then doing something entirely different. What does this mean to the institution of the Supreme Court? It's brutal. I think it's a huge stain, bigger than any stain Clarence Thomas has left over on uh, him and Jenny's bed. Hello. Whoa, Jenny Thomas. Also, the uh, we're going to talk about on the next episode, the January 6th committee. Uh, there was Whoa. a ketchup stain on the wall, folks. <laughs> Donald Trump yeah. got so mad, uh. the little child threw his plate of ketchup. <laughs> against yeah. the wall yeah. just like eisenhower <laughs> yes yes he's living up with the greats but this is a, a huge problem i mean like we talked about i mean we're not sure if they're officially under oath or not but if you're lying in a job interview and you get the job and then it turns out they find out that you lied and to get right. the job they they fire you you get fired these are yeah. lifetime appointees there's right. no firing i don't even know what the process is 
uh, I mean, I believe you alluded to it before the show because AOC talked about it on her recent Instagram, what the process is to impeach a sitting Supreme Court justice or even what that process would look like. But I don't know what else to say. You lie to the guys, the senators who are going to give you the job. Right. And then you turn around and there's just no repercussions. These these people are heads of law of the land. Right. And this is the precedent that they're setting. And you and I'll just add, you know, you think again about those people like Susan Collins. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, but he told me. It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. well, lady, you got duped. And that's about it. <sighs> right. And, you know, this whole world, especially in this country right now, I'm dealing with a friend of mine who just got scammed out of 30000 freaking dollars in a crypto scam. Everyone is a huckster. Everyone's a grifter. And again, it's just eroding our public trust in our institutions. And it's also eroding our trust within ourselves, within our uh, communities. OK, Ben, but you said everyone's a huckster. Everyone's a these aren't everyone. This right. is a government. This is an entity that we have empowered, that we pay every hour. I work, my taxes go to pay for this entity mm-hmm, to do for its those job. robes. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. all of it. Not to mention the amount of toilet paper. All Whoa. of it. Everything we do as a society in, in America mm-hmm. is for literally this one thing, to protect our freedoms, to protect our justices, for the SCOTUS to represent the people. Right, indeed. Mm-hmm. Of course, SCOTUS, uh, they certainly represent the uh, hairy testicular underbelly of America (laughs) right now, um, as this is something that has been worked on endlessly for 50 years Mm -hmm. by the religious right. And now they Mm -hmm. have their people in place. And the Supreme Court finally became the theocracy that Jerry Falwell, (sighs) Pat Robertson, and every other, James Dobson, every other psychopathic sycophant They finally got their wish. And now, of course, we're all living in a nightmare. So 59% of of U.S. adults disapprove of this decision by the Supreme Court, with about 41% approving. So again, things can change. Uh, You need to run for local office. You can't, well, let's not forget when Obama was president, he lost a thousand seats across mm-hmm. state houses across the country and state houses across the country. That was kind of talked about, but not really. Everyone's like, who cares? It's state houses. The federal government only has so much power. AOC only has so much power. Mm-hmm. Senator John Cornyn only has so much power. We're going to talk about him here in a second when it comes to mistrust, whether he meant to say what he said or not. I can't, you can't trust these people as far as you can throw them. And someone as heavy uh, headed as that man, you can't throw them too freaking far. But when it comes to state houses, that's where all of this has to happen. It has to happen with legislation and you have to get out there and run. And I do believe the one perhaps unintended consequence, or if we're going to try to find a silver lining here, this has got to motivate and activate proper left-loving, Mm freedom-loving, even if you're a libertarian freedom lover, like this is so outside of the bounds of what is right and uh, when it comes to individual autonomy, when it comes to what we think of ourselves as Americans, as independent entities, this is so outside the realm of normal and what we think of as social norms that have been established, again, for over 50 years, since 1970 frickin' three, that this has got to be a motivator to get people running for local office and running in these state houses where you can see true change. Right. Well, running and, and voting. I mean, independence. 
Independents yes. make up the majority of voters in most states, if not all states, and certainly in the United States in general. Independents, most people do not identify with one political party or the other. And I think you're absolutely right, Ben. This is something that could motivate people on a whole nother scale. Like, this has gone too far. I heard it all over the place this weekend in Ohio. There were protests all over here because you mentioned the trigger bans. We didn't have a trigger ban in place, but we did have a hold on a six-week abortion ban that was a federal uh, court hold. And that, of course, has been lifted. And now abortion is banned in Ohio after six weeks. And like you said, there's 20 plus states that all got that going on right now. And back to the Supreme Court, because, I mean, Fernando made a great point. You think about our three branches of government, right? right? The the legislature is allowed to get political. The executive branch is allowed to get political. Right. You got your checks and balances. Yes. We all remember Schoolhouse Rock. This is how it works. They're all supposed to keep checks and balances on each other. Mm-hmm. But the judicial branch, the reason it's so small and so tiny with only nine people mm-hmm. is because it's supposed to be completely independent. It is supposed to be the brain, not the hairy testicular balls, as you exactly. pointed out earlier. It is supposed to be the character, the moral compass of this country. And to your point, absolutely correct. Uh, evangelicals, the the hardcore religious right, they've been after it because it's only nine people and they know how easy it was to take over. And now yeah. they've got it. And now they're the dog who's caught the, the freaking bus. And now who knows what they're going to do with it. Exactly. What happens when the dog catches the car? Uh, oftentimes the dog gets ran over as the car uh, says, uh, wait a second. I'm That's a car. Not, I'm a car. You're still yeah. just a dog. <laughs> and of course, the Supreme Court activists are exactly that nothing but horrible flea infested rabid animals i want to uh again point out some interesting i don't know just kind of side characters in all of this as well Mm -hmm. because this is such a fiery issue and obviously it's a vital issue without a doubt uh, all of these decisions need to be made privately with somebody's doctor and i am not about to tell you what to do with your body because no. god knows i just drank a bottle of vodka last night and i went three and three at madden so what the hell do i know about you and your pregnancy okay <laughs> speaking of football joe burrow now he's out of cincinnati he's the Bengals quarterback and i i am i'm i applaud him for uh for his stance this is what he posted on social media he says i'm not pro murdering babies He says, I'm pro-Becky, who found out at her 20-week anatomy scan that the infant she had been so excited to bring into this world had developed without life-sustaining organs. I'm pro-Susan, who was sexually assaulted on her way from work, only to come home to the horrific realization that her assailant planted uh, his seed in her when uh, she got a positive pregnancy test. And now we're seeing also rapists uh, share custody with children. (sighs) And I read a story recently where a woman who was raped uh, actually has to pay... Uh, child, the, support. child support to yes. the rapist. I mean, just disgusting. He goes on. I'm pro Teresa who hemorrhaged due to due to a placenta abruption, causing her parents, spouse, and children to have to make the impossible decision whether to save her life or the unborn baby. I'm pro little Kathy who had her innocence ripped away from her by someone that she loved and trusted uh, as her eleven year old body was um, you know was raped by a, perhaps a family member. So that's who we're talking about. It's all these stories that kind of fall through the cracks, all of these stories that people don't want to talk about because, oh, it's a little bit nasty. But that's who is affected by this stuff. The senator's mm-hmm. daughters, the senator's sons, mm-hmm. the politicians, the powerful children, they're just going to go on a vacation to California. Yes. 
oh, what happened? Oh, Tom got Ashley pregnant. They're going to go on a trip this weekend. They're going to uh, go to Sonoma, get an abortion oh. and go have some freaking wine. It's about the people that don't have those abilities, that don't right. have that kind of autonomy. And to gut those people the way that this decision does, what do you expect? What do you expect to do? What do you expect this country to do other than actively be livid and peacefully protest? But of course, when you do things like this, when you lie to somebody and then do something after the vows were completed, uh, this mm. is the equivalent of, you know, I'll death do his part. And then all of a sudden you find out your wife got a hangnail and you're like, that is disgusting. <laughs> we are getting a divorce. This no, this, <laughs> this is, is a total betrayal of trust. This is this is a, no, this is much worse, Ben. This is lying about having kids and then the kids show up after you're already married. This right. Is, this is completely misrepresenting what you this during their confirmations they literally said this is established law so they are mm -hmm. now going back on what they said on their confirmations i what what bothers me about this all is i it feels like we collectively knew this was going to happen when Mitch McConnell didn't let Barack Obama elect on their Supreme Court. Yeah, it could have been Merrick Garland, you the know, AG. We, back then, we knew it was really bad. We just didn't know why or how or how it was right. going to manifest. And now I think we're seeing two years of fear come to right. life. Well, or four years, sorry. Speaking of trust, I want to play this clip that goes back to 1973. Ooh, get your shitty weed out <laughs> and get your hair all grown out and listen Ooh, to fun music. <laughs> oh, bell bottoms. And I, I'm going to wear my shoes with little goldfish in them because it's kind of funny until the goldfish dies. Aww. And then you just have a series of dead fish <laughs> on your in your shoes. <laughs> but let's play Walter Cronkite. Speaking of trust, you know, there's one thing, obviously, I am for, I am pro proliferation of speech, but there is something to be said about one person that the entire nation tuned into and they all kind of heard a similar message as opposed to now where it's a vortex of half-truths, mm -hmm. full lies, mm -hmm. and occasionally a truth might sneak out, but it doesn't really trend very well on Twitter. So who cares? <laughs> Walter Cronkite, 1973. He is discussing the passing of Roe v. Wade. And I just think this is important to listen to. It's measured. and it just seems like it was a uh, it wasn't a simpler time, but perhaps a, a more polite time, at the very least from the perspective of national media and national discourse. Of course, obviously, the country had a series of issues as well. But let's just play Walter Cronkite. Good evening. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. The majority in cases from Texas and Georgia said that the decision to end a pregnancy during the first three months belongs to the woman and her doctor, not the government. Thus, the anti-abortion laws of 46 states were rendered unconstitutional. More on this story from George Herman. In two related cases and eight separate opinions, the nine justices made abortion largely a private matter and ordered the states to make no laws forbidding it, except possibly during the final months. The court split seven to two with Justices Byron White and William Rehnquist dissenting. In effect, the court makes abortion subject only to the decision of the pregnant woman's doctor. It ruled that states may make no laws restricting a doctor's right to decide his patient needs an abortion and to carry out that abortion during the first three months of a pregnancy. All After right. that comparatively safe three months... So it was just discussed in a much more formal way. Also, the decision was seven to two. Mm-hmm. Right. The overwhelming. Overwhelming. What mm -hmm. has changed? What has changed? Was it the women's rights movement that triggered so many people? Oh. I mean, we could get into 
on a very human level, uh, when the Christine Blasey Ford testimony was occurring and Kavanaugh and, uh, you know, obviously I like beer and I write down every time I don't hurt somebody when it, before I go to sleep. <laughs> you wonder if it's personal. Mm. Mm. You know, you wonder if this is the great revenge. Jenny Thomas. You is know, this the, revenge for me, too? Yeah. Is this you wonder if it is as disgustingly simple as human ego? Not allowing them or allowing them to go down this path, knowing that it's going to harm specifically some of the people that maybe they don't like so much. And of course, this mm. doesn't just harm women. This harms men. This harms everybody. Mm -hmm. This is horrible. More people mostly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're going to get into like, you know, we, we talked about this on uh, a couple of weeks ago where prisoners can no longer show evidence when they're innocent mm -hmm. uh, to get themselves out of prison, even mm -hmm. if they are 100 percent innocent. Miranda rights we'll get into. This is just a, the tip of the iceberg, well, it's more than the tip of the iceberg, but it's a large, there's a large amount of rights underneath the ground as well that are just waiting uh, to become uprooted and eliminated by people with the philosophies like the people on the Supreme Court right now, specifically the six conservative justices. I'm, I'm going to be conspiracy theory on this. I think that this was already set in place. I think that a lot of these these. Backroom deals. Yes, a lot. A lot of this happened through backroom hmm. deals. Say we will, we will make you a, a judge, a Supreme Court judge, but you must, you must overturn Roe v. Wade, and you must work on this, and you must, you know, and because look how fast it was. Literally, right. as soon as they had the numbers, they right. did it. There was no, it was not even a casual discussion. Mm -hmm. The the opinion of the country has not changed right. from 1973 to now. We are now more pro-choice. We are now more pro-woman. So the opinion of the country hasn't changed. What did change is the judges, who was paying them and who they are. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, they're like politicians in that way, right? Like, we will get you here if you give us this. That is basically the backroom deals you guys are referring to. But also, let's refer back to what Kissel was talking about earlier about the states. Keep in mind, every single Republican-controlled state legislature was trying to be the first state to have an abortion law go to the Supreme Court, this newly conservative Supreme Court. So you're absolutely right, um, to Fernando's point, that it did happen right away uh, with the 6-3 majority. But it was also correct that they've been working on it for years. I mean, Texas wanted to be the first state. I believe Dobbs, this was out of Mississippi. And I heard the Mississippi governor who signed mm -hmm. that bill. He was on NPR. NPR was having voices from all over the spectrum on this issue. And he just got on there and he said, praise God, today is a good day. And she asked him, well, what do you say to all the women that this affects who feel that their rights are being taken away? And you know what he told them to do? He told them to pray. So there you, you go. Pray. It's it, you got to pray. So there you go. It's it's absolutely right. It, it was conjured up in state legislatures, backroom deals, the whole right. Thing. And unless, of course, you're praying for um, justice when it comes to our prison and Ugh. overall policing strategies that go on in this country, specifically, of course, referencing Colin Kaepernick, will reference uh, him in context of the decision made by the Supreme Court as well regarding prayer. And that one is one of those where I, you pray all you want to pray. I don't freaking care. We're going to play a clip from JFK that I think is very interesting. Um, but at the same time, everyone has to be able to pray. <laughs> and so exactly. the question is, hmm, is that really going to be happening? And the interesting thing is the difference in of approach when it comes to how politicians handled the Kaepernick situation as opposed to the prayer situation. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When it comes to the Supreme Court as well, follow the money. Uh, in 2002, there was a mm. law that was passed that capped um, all fundraising uh, by candidates at $250,000. Uh, in 2022, Ted Cruz, he was really upset about this. And the Supreme mm. Court sided with Ted Cruz saying that violates his First uh, Amendment rights. So again, yeah. money has more rights mm -hmm. than the womb, which is really absolutely disgusting and not at all what this country was supposed to be. Let's play this clip of a GOP lawmaker. So we heard Cronkite. We heard uh, his associate discussing these things and, you know, relatively... Um, journalistic ways. Let's uh, hear from a GOP lawmaker. Uh, this is a Utah woman, and this is what she has to say about women and their ability to intake semen, which is uh, just uh, <sighs> wonderful. I'm so happy that we're here. Again, this is a local GOP lawmaker. You can unseat this woman. Yeah, you can you, win these elections can, with 80 freaking votes. You can take her fucking job. <laughs> All right, let's play this psycho. But I clearly don't trust women enough to make choices to control their own body. And my response is, I do trust women enough to control when they allow a man to ejaculate. Mm. So inside of them and to control that intake of semen. So that may be inflammatory, but I think as a legislature, we have the responsibility to create a legal framework that is friendly and supporting rights. Wow. So, uh, wow. You know, when you're being raped. Uh, wow. You're going to I'm going to actually have to. they're not it's not my truck's oil tank. It's not right. my gas tank. What are you even <sighs> talking about? This is why we're going through. We're just trying to navigate a world that's being created by people who, who whose minds are so abstract and warped and stupid and biblical in the dumbest sense. It's almost impossible to rationalize because it is by definition irrational. So this woman saying that she agrees with the Supreme Court outlawing abortion, regardless of the situation, is then going to say, no, it's because I trust women to know how much semen they can take. Mm. And, to, you know, and uh, totally overlooking the massive blind spot in this is, of <laughs> yeah. course, when it's against their will or, again, mistakes happen. Condoms break. Mm, right. Birth control doesn't always work. I mean, this is just it's absolutely asinine that this is a woman who, again, has more power than AOC. If you're a local legislator, they have more power than Nancy Pelosi. You have mm. the power to run your state. And that is now, of course, much more needed than ever before as the Supreme Court, again, kicked abortion back to the states. I also want to play this clip of this other woman. She's campaigning with Donald Trump. I don't even understand how this man has the audacity to show himself in public again. We're going to talk about January 6th 
later on this week. It is freaking crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'll just wait. I'm saving it at all. Plates save of ketchup. I'll save, I'll save it all. <laughs> Plates of ketchup. <laughs> this is Representative Miller. Uh, she's campaigning with Donald Trump, and this is what she had to say regarding Roe v. Wade. She's calling it a flub. Her name is Mary Miller, just like John Cornyn called it a flub regarding Brown v. Board of Education. But again, I don't trust them anymore. So I don't think this right. is a flub. I don't think John Cornyn oh. misspoke or mistweeted. I, I just, we have no more trust. Uh, no. They, and, he and meant so what he real, said. He, he just, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that now. Right. You, yeah. I used to, you know, even with Trump in 2015, I'll be like, oh, did he really mean, like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done trying to like we figure out, like it. read the tea leaves. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. The proof is in the pudding. All right. So let's play Representative Miller. She's out of Illinois. This is her talking about overturning Roe v. Wade. President Trump, on behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic victory for life in the Supreme Court yesterday. (laughs) White life matters. White life. Our victories for life and the Second Amendment would never have been possible if the never-Trump <laughs> rhinos had gotten too. their way. I'm running against a rhino named Rodney Davis who betrayed conservatives. <laughs> he Dude, betrayed us by voting against <laughs> President Trump in 2016. Rodney Davis oh betrayed God. us by supporting red flag gun confiscation and voting <gasps> for the oh disgraceful... January 6th, Witch Hunt Commission. Mm, that's right. I love that. My friends, this race Witches is between MAGA and a rhino establishment member. Don't you miss <laughs> President Trump? <laughs> oh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, we get enough of them on our television as it is. So a victory for white life. She said, again, I don't trust anything. Uh, She said, I meant to say right to life, but it's different. Uh, And, um, mm, you know, mm, I just don't trust anything that they say anymore. So I think that she meant to say white life. White, right. Do they rhyme? I guess they were. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I'm not excusing it, Ben. No, I'm just I'm done. They're emboldened. They're emboldened. They're saying exactly what they mean now. They really are. John Cornyn, again, this man has been in office for a long freaking time. This man's out of Texas. Uh, This is what he had to say regarding Barack Obama's tweets. So Barack Obama, and I hate even reading tweets, but it is what it is. Barack Obama says, and I don't do an impression. Today, the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent, it relegated the most intensely personal decisions someone can make to the whims of politicians and ideologues attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans. Barack Obama is correct. Then Senator John Cornyn, I can only imagine from the bathroom, well, uh, perhaps looking at pictures of young children, he mentioned uh, in a quote tweet, now do Plessy versus Ferguson slash Brown versus Board of Education. Of Sweet course, Lord. the court's decision uh, in 1954 in Brown, a board, a Brown v. Board of Education, um, and of course, Plessy v. Ferguson uh, were absolutely crucial for the civil rights movement, doing away with segregation, uh, saying that separate but equal was indeed not equal because it wasn't. Right. Of course, John uh, Cornyn, has said, what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the Supreme Court overturns precedent. But again, 
I don't believe anything he says anymore, whether that's what he meant to say or not meant to say. The psychopaths that vote for him are going to read it the way that he wants it to be read, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, dripping with bigotry. Yes, he, he, you can't walk that back. We know what you're saying here. Segregation was something that they used to leave up to the states, similar to the abortion case. And what these cases did was give a federal protection saying states could no longer ban abortions. You could no longer segregate. And he is saying he wants to go back. That's essentially what he is saying. And mm-hmm. that is what all of them believe. I mean, to your point about uh, Mary Miller and the... Ugh, the semen chick. (laughs) Whatever they're doing right now, they have undone a precedent in terms of the separation of church and state that has gone back to the founding. You want to, these people like to talk about 1776 and the founding fathers and the Constitution. Folks, you want to talk 1776? I mean, James Madison was absolutely adamant that religion should not play a role in our secular government because we wanted to avoid the mistakes of Europe in the past. That's the reason why the United States and the Mm -hmm. colonies were created in the first place. Mm -hmm. So these folks are not just taking us back to Brown v. Board of Education and Plessy versus Ferguson. They're trying to take us back to the gosh darn dark ages. Dark ages, indeed, and of course, a horrible blemish. Uh, well, and quite a large one when it comes to America uh, with the um, founding fathers not even following the principles that they wrote down in the Constitution as we consist- consistently try to make this a more perfect union. Christy Nome, uh, she's the governor out of South Dakota. Uh, she has said that she is now going to prosecute any doctors oh, uh, who God. violate the state's abortion ban. So it is, it is here. It is now. And it is something, again, that we have to uh, keep focus, stay um, active, and don't let these people beat you down because that's exactly what they want. Speaking of prayer, that goes into another decision that was decided by the Supreme Court. Uh, There is a a fellow. He is a, a Christian high school football coach. And again, I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want to do. Believe whatever you want to believe. Uh, in 2015, he was fired because he uh, prayed on the 50-yard line after games. Do I think he needed to be fired? Do I really give a shit? Mm. I, I, I don't care in the same way I didn't care about Kaepernick. Do what you, you have a First Amendment right. Right. But the question is, are you then coercing other people to join you? Are you doing something that might make people feel isolated? I know my friend, uh, Eddie, his friend is Jewish. And when you talk about prayer in school, there's one God that they're praying to. This can make you feel isolated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And again, these are public schools and there needs to be separation. Mm -hmm. I personally feel like if you want to pray, pray, but don't mind me then when I show up dressed as the devil and you know, right, talking, right, right. and I'm praying into, I'm praying to my uh, deity or anti-deity. And that's where the hypocritical mm-hmm. uh, thinking comes in. And that's where the hypocrisy comes in. And that's right. what bothers me about this decision. So it was uh, another uh, six to three decision, again, splitting down conservative and liberal lines. I want to play some sound regarding Kaepernick, because I think these things are exceptionally close, both football related. Colin Kaepernick obviously wanting to discuss the disparity of the racial injustice when it comes to policing, specifically when it comes to shooting and asking questions later. So I just want to remind everyone how sensitive 
everyone was when, mm-hmm. it com- when it came to Kaepernick. There was a dude at a Trump rally in Minneapolis back in the day. I think this was 2017. Uh, and his name was Saul Eugene. And he wore a Colin Kaepernick jersey to the Trump rally. And what did they do? They couldn't handle it. Oh, my God. They kicked, it. They kicked him out. Wow. Donald Trump said, you got to get out of here because he couldn't handle looking at a person, a grown adult male in a Colin Kaepernick jersey. Talk about a group of bitches. Don't make me throw my plate of ketchup at that guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So whoa, much ketchup. Whoa. Mr. Trump, what kind of ketchup do you use? I would assume it's not Heinz because, of course, that's John Kerry. John Kerry's wife is uh, with the Heinz family. I hate John Kerry. My ketchup is made out of pure baby blood. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting it from now that Jelaine's in jail? <laughs> <laughs> Your friend, Ghislaine Maxwell. Do you, are you mourning her? 20 years. You might. You guys might be friends. You guys could be pen pals in prison. <laughs> I can't wait to be back with Jiswell Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she knew all about how much semen a uh, person could intake. Um, <laughs> so it's just, again unbelievably hypocritical that someone couldn't even go (sighs) to a political event in a Colin Kaepernick jersey without having the standing president of the United States Mm. call him out and tell him to get out of here. I want to take us back in time once again to John F. Kennedy. Now, yes, John F. Kennedy was the president that we did say deserved to be assassinated the most at the live show. Sure. <laughs> tongue sure. in cheek. Tongue in cheek. Yeah. It was the alien. Mm. I said it was the alien. It was the, yeah. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah. You know what I think? I yeah. think it was still a suicide. I think he had enough. Mm. It's difficult. <laughs> okay. I, I'm tired of being laid all the time. Yeah. Marilyn, I've had it. <laughs> if you didn't have a chance to check out the Jamboree, check it out. It's I think it's still available, right? It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it'll, be, it'll be around. It'll be around. Yeah. But yes, we uh, the opening line was, there's been 46 presidents of the United States. Unfortunately, <laughs> only four have been assassinated. <laughs> Too low. Whoa, Less folks. than 10%. Let's play Ted Kennedy discussing... The aforementioned separation of church and state when it comes to prayers in school. Kennedy, of course, it's interesting coming from him, it being that he is hyper-Catholic, or at the very least Mm -hmm. said he was, and many people were like, he's going to be taking orders from the Pope. That was a huge concern. when it's Huge concern. Exactly. So this is is JFK talking about uh, praying and prayer at home and so on and so forth. The first question at President Kennedy's news conference deals with the Supreme Court decision that a New York school prayer violates constitutional separation of church and state. The president's statement is in the nature of an effort to calm the storm over the decision. Well, I haven't seen the measures in the Congress, and you'd have to make a determination of what the language was and what the effect it would have on the First Amendment. The uh, Supreme Court uh, has made its judgment. A good many people, uh, obviously, will disagree with it. Others will agree with it. But I think that uh, it is uh, important for us, if we're going to maintain our constitutional principle, that we uh, support uh, Supreme Court decisions, even when we may not agree with them. In addition, we have, in this case, a very easy remedy, and that is to pray ourselves. And I would think that uh, it would be a welcome reminder to every American family that uh, we can uh, pray a good deal more at home, we can attend our churches with a good deal more uh, fidelity, and uh, we can make uh, the true meaning of prayer much more important in the lives of all of our children. That power is very much open to us, and I would hope that uh, 
as a result of this decision that uh, all American parents uh, will intensify their efforts at home. It is funny hearing JFK say the word uh, fidelity because um, he's <laughs> definitely he's not into it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> but talk about a nice reasoned response. Mm-hmm. Where has it all gone? We're so bonkers. Right. It's so nasty now. And this is something I would actually imagine JFK did not agree with the Supreme Court decision, given his religious background. Right. But he understood where the court was coming from and said, OK, you pray at home, go to church. All of these things are not being taken from you. This is simply about protecting people and their rights and their First Amendment rights to not being forced into uttering sentences Yes, they might be religious, but they are created by man. Right. Right. So it's just amazing that it's 2022. I thought we were going to be dealing with like, can I marry my robot? Like, I thought we were going to (laughs) be really dealing with some questions. And, you know, those are all still out there. Um, Laser weapons, space force. It's all happening. Um, But now we're also dealing with these hyper, hyper personal what was formerly thought to be established set of rules. And that right. that's what sticks out to me about what Kennedy just said. He was say, he said respect the court's decision. That I wish the court would have respected the court's decision. Exactly. And the, right. the, the court would respect people's decision because this is it's one thing when you're asking a group not to pray, it's another thing when you're forcing someone to carry a child to term. These are not this, these are not equal. These are very right. very different right. things. So. Right. Well, and and I'd be remiss, you know, I grew up in a, a suburb of Columbus, Ohio, with a public school that was predominantly Jewish, and we got Rosh Hashanah off and Yom Kippur, and that's nice. For the first for the first few years, I didn't know what those were, obviously. <laughs> right. But you know, the idea is we were learning about another religion, not in the sense of we were being taught and being beaten over the head, but because they were our friends, right. and we got to learn about their culture. And that's a great point, Travis. That's a great point, though, when it comes to, like, you can discuss religion. Yeah. I mean, people go on with get theocracy degrees that are, you know, whether they're religious or not religion. Right. Religion is a very interesting human institution. You can discuss it, but you can't mm-hmm. indoctrinate people with it. Exactly right. I learned about Hanukkah because I got invited over to, to light the candles and do everything there. And it also does tie to the abortion issue. Now, there's a, a fascinating uh, a piece on NPR when all this was happening about a Jewish couple, because in Jewish law and Jewish faith, mm. if they are actually required, if a if you're getting to the second term, third term, and it's clear from the doctors that your baby is not going to live after it's born, if yeah. it's going to have brain damage. Jewish law, the Jewish faith, it actually requires the parents to make that tough decision to terminate the pregnancy. And that is a faith decision. Mm. And there's a heartbreaking story about a Jewish couple who had to go get a third trimester abortion from Dr. Tiller uh, in Wichita, Kansas, who is one of the most famous ones. And he was assassinated. And they play the clip of this couple. I believe this is one of the classic uh, story core stories that NPR has been doing. Um, where this couple had to talk about how d- difficult that process was for them, how right. graceful a man Dr. Tiller was, and then later learning that he had indeed uh, been murdered by a pro-lifer. Uh, and it certainly, again, should not be a decision made by nine assholes in robes who uh, just have no clue what everyday life is like. Because to be frank, <sighs> other than I believe Sotomayor, 
Uh, all of them are Ivy League educated. Right. Rich, made, rich, uh, rich, 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 like beyond rich. Right. Uh, so they have no fucking idea. They have right. no clue. And again, money is a great solvent for all of these solutions. I have to add that it, you just talked about Jewish law allowing um, Jewish religious law allowing abortion. Did you know that Sharia law also allows abortion? So basically we are hmm. we have less rights. Women here now have less in some states have less rights than women in Sharia law because Sharia wow. law allows abortions when the 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 fetus threatens. I'm going to say the mother. this, Fernando, not the best example. I'm not, uh, no, it reminds <laughs> me of when uh, it, it was when, when Eric Adams, the horrible mayor of New York City, said, "I wouldn't even be mayor if it wasn't for abortion." I was like, "No, not a good example." All right? Yeah, that's a bad example. But I'm doing a side by side, exactly yeah, yeah. a juxtaposition right, right, right. of it. Like literally, we yeah. are behind. We are behind people in Afghanistan in terms of our rights for women at this point. Unbelievable. Yeah. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right. Also, when it comes to the Supreme Court, speaking of eroding our rights, you can still pray on the 50 yard line again. OK, I just that was the one time where they're like, this is where freedom matters when it comes to football and the 50 yard <laughs> right. line. I just also love that. Apparently, God loves high school football. He loves know. watching. He's got them nothing boys. else to do right now. Sorry. It's Friday night. I got to watch the game. What's going on in Ukraine? Oh, God, I hate this team. Never mind. <laughs> Let's go watch college football. Let's go watch high school football. I'd love to see if you're able to do, you know, hail Satan on that 50 yard line. I'd exactly. love to see if, uh, you know, Jehovah Witnesses. Oh, can my go gosh. Do, yeah, or uh, go do Islamic prayers on that 50 Absolutely. yard line. Bring your towels I'd out. Love to see do, that. do do whatever you have to do. Yeah. You know, bring your prayer rugs out. Do it. And I get do it all. Because it's all it's either one or nothing. Exactly. It's either, I'm sorry. It's either 100%. all or nothing. Right. Um, also, June 23rd, there was a decision by this horrible Supreme Court that got rid of Miranda warnings. Oh. Now, of course, this is. Uh, oh, my God. Basically, this is uh, about I don't know. It's been about a 150 year struggle for civil rights in this country. Now, this law or this decision by the Supreme Court bars lawsuits. It bars lawsuits. Oh, my God. Again, where is the freedom in barring lawsuits? <laughs> right. It bars lawsuits against police for using evidence obtained without advising people of their rights. Really? What Was is it that difficult to do before? What is due process? What Dead. is it? What is it? Gone. <laughs> the Miranda warnings were mandated, in, uh, were mandated, were court mandated nearly 60 years ago. And of course, they've been a massive framework. This was another six to three ruling. That's I wild. can't even imagine, imagine what it's like right now. And you know, I would like to say it's tense, but you you wonder if, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's everyone's sitting pretty, 
They're on the Supreme Court. So do they even really feel the effects of the words that they write down that then becomes law? Um, It's crazy that I'm watching old episodes of Law and Order and those criminals have more rights than we do now. Yep. Wild. Truly. It's especially again, you just have to wonder how personal is all of this. You know, you go back to like (sighs) Freddie Gray. You go back to all of these. How did they look at? We all have so much information about like where our country needs to improve Mm -hmm. civil rights when it comes to, you know, criminal justice reform. It's it has to be just on purpose. They're mad at Mm. Antifa. It has to be on purpose. They want to own the libs. I mean, you think Mm -hmm. about the extremism. I know we're going to get into January 6th later this week, but the extreme extremism that Ginny Thomas believes. I mean, do we not think that's maybe seeped out of her ear hole into the pillow and Clarence then laid on it? I think that's. How it works. The same politicians that say the people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th in an attempt to overthrow a free and fair election are, quote, being uh, victims of a witch hunt. Right. Are now also supporting no longer having Miranda rights. You can't even like, what the hell? It's disgusting. The people who they all lied under oath to get this job on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Now they're eroding your rights. Those are the people who are doing it. We are just being completely and utterly gaslit. And then lastly, of course, when it comes to conceal and carry, uh, the Supreme Court ruled against the state of New York in favor of the NRA. Uh, Just a great victory for the old NRA (laughs) there. Previously, basically, the law stated that you have to have a reason. Like, what's your reason uh, for wanting to have a concealed firearm? Uh, That's now gone. And this, of course, is going to greatly affect New York City. New York City currently going through a massive wave of crime. As a matter of fact, that dipshit mayor that I ran against who only beat me by 98 (laughs) percent. But I still got him. I still got him a little bit. Still too close to call. Still too close to call. (laughs) He recently took the subways and he's like, it's bad. It's oh, bad. It's really? like, yeah, it is fucking really? bad. Isn't it? Yeah, you right. moron. Yeah, try try the L line, uh, line back in 2017. Please. Good grief. God. Meanwhile, of course, he's at the Met Gala wearing a jacket that says, and gun violence. Mm. And I'm like, you're the fucking mayor. Right. <laughs> However, this law, why I don't like this concealed and carry uh, law by the Supreme Court is because it takes away individual rights and states' rights. <sighs> this is something each state is different. Constitutional carry, I think, has gone far. The term constitutional carry, it's a misnomer. It's about um, big gun. It's about gun manufacturers. It's about the political power of the NRA. It's all about power. And the means is the firearm, right? If mm. all of us, if it was big hoagie, if everyone was like, hoagies aren't allowed, you're like, I have a constitutional right to right. have a hoagie. Right. And big hoagie <laughs> was able to funnel $20 million from the Russians to, the, to your political campaign like they did with the Republicans, then hoagies would really be on the front lines of freedom. But hoagies right. don't kill kids. Well, uh, obesity. Uh, in mass. No. Not in mass. <laughs> I can't mass. take a hoagie and take out a school of children. You I know? could probably shove a bunch of hoagies in kids' mouths and <laughs> choke them out. How much work is that going to be? It's a lot of I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah. I mean, with the Uvalda police, they'll just wait until I'm done. Yeah, let's wait till you're done <laughs> feeding yeah. the kids. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm just choking the kids out. Don't worry about it. But every city is different. New York City needs to have a different gun law than Alabama. Yeah. Because New York City has 10 million people confined in, oh, I don't know, how long is Manhattan? Manhattan is six miles long. Yeah, literally. Ask and it's like ask. four miles <laughs> wide. And so it's like, okay, do we really need more guns in Manhattan? The answer is no. And again, you're going to see what we already saw in the early 90s in New York. You're going to see tensions rise. You're Mm. going to see some people get convicted for gun violence, and you'll see other people not get convicted for gun violence. Mm. And I guarantee you there's going to be a disparity of wealth. And without a doubt, 
race. So it's just the Supreme Court couldn't get more things wrong if they tried. <laughs> and unfortunately for them, they really think that they're nailing it. And I'm, I understand people's anger and their frustration and their rage. And I just want we just have to uh, do our best to channel this in a positive way. Right. Um, and again, just please, God, just get stay involved, um, stay protesting, obviously, exercise every single First Amendment right you have. And, um, you know, if you need protection, obviously, you can activate, you know, use your Second Amendment as well. But just the right to privacy needs to be honored in this country. And it's just so gone. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Even on the larger, larger conversation of privacy, it's just where it doesn't exist anymore. And it really sucks. Yeah. I mean, protest, vote run for office. There's mm. more of us than there are of them. That's why they're also simultaneously trying to strip away the right to vote or the access to voting. We see that obviously yep. in a lot of these states as well. That's because they fear all of you getting together and voting them out of power. And I would be remiss just to add a sign I saw at a lot of the protests, and it, I know we're three males talking about this issue, and obviously we've talked about that before, but um, a lot of signs I saw said, guns have more rights than my uterus. And there's a lot of young women out there at these protests, and I just, yes, you're absolutely right, Ben. Stay involved. Let yep. this fire you up, because we have to keep fighting. Anytime Wayne LaPierre, of course, the head of the NRA or the NRA chief, is happy, Things are going wrong. Right. Something yeah. is wrong in the a, universe. This man is a political grifter. The NRA is not about guns. It is about power. It's about political power. It's about political clout. Same way with abortion. This is not about babies. It's not about fetuses. It's about power. Right. And it's horrible. And uh, we'll also, it's potentially obviously going to affect gay marriage. That might be, you know, in the crosshairs next. And also uh, Clarence Thomas. Um, he has said that he wants to make it easier to sue for libel when it comes to media. Now, the question <sighs> is, what media will they sue and what media won't someone mm, sue? Right. Claren- Clarence Thomas reminds me, it's the inverse of the Chris Rock joke about how if you see a white man around a bunch of black people in a gang, he's the most dangerous one. Oh, And if you see <laughs> yes. Clarence Thomas, yeah. Ginny, Ginny has got him so... Ugh. He is, you know, it's, it's like, just very, you, he's yeah. so intense. And, you know, I don't even think Scalia, given Scalia's long time on the court, being friends with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg right. he would not approve of this. And that was his number right. one guy. He used to just right. pay, piggyback on Scalia. Scalia would never go with this. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Again, these are people created problems and they can be solved by people as well. Mm. And um, that's uh, hopefully a rallying cry. Stay focused. Yep. Also, if you're someone who is an independent, uh, when it comes to these massive social issues, who leans left, hopefully this can really focus the conversation mm-hmm. and just remind, like, we're not all the other kind of peripherally stuff that, you know, matters to some degree, whatever it might be. This stuff is, this is huge. Yes. This yeah. is like the biggest, this is something we all thought was done. It's crazy. Right. You never, you, you always forget that, you know, just because it's the future, it doesn't mean it's going to be lead to progress. We're in a very regressive era right now. You know, very you regressive. S- you said that when I first joined this show, like a year, you know, a year and some months ago, and it n- hasn't clicked to me until very recently. Well, How this just we can became official. Just go, yeah, we can literally just go backwards with a, yeah, a few bad decisions and a few bad boats. 
Tom is a flat circle. Ugh. I've heard time is a flat circle. It's a oh Mobius no, it's it's actually it? just a Mobius strip, a flat circle. Oh. Yes. No, time is a smashed plate of ketchup. Whoa! <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you for listening. We'll be back talking January sixth. It's just crazy. I it's can't crazy. believe what's going on. Okay, hang in there, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.